0: I think we have one of the most valuable databases of uh, contacts uh, in both the ag and landscape world. Uh, we look at who uh, comes to our webinars, uh, they, the questions they ask in the chat, and uh, when possible, we make reach outs or sometimes they reach out to us. We're seeing actual business transact as a result. Uh, We know we're getting uh, new opportunities as a result of this. We've tracked, uh, especially for our water management services, Right, not only do we make products, but we offer water management as a service where we make recommendations. Uh, We've been able to really track closely the amount of time people spend watching our videos and, and, uh, and, and who signs up for those
1: services. Welcome to What Are We Talking About? a podcast produced by Water Online. Host Jim Laurier of Maisie Injector Company and Adam Tank of Transcend Water, a dynamic boomer millennial combo will help you demystify how to build a better brand for your business, keep current and prospective customers engaged with your company and ultimately grow your sales they interview some of the most interesting and unique water professionals who have used the art of storytelling to move the needle for themselves and for their organizations.
2: So today's guest is Richard Astusha, He's the Vice President of Water Solutions for Jane Irrigation. And Richard, you and I, I still remember the the breakfast we had together where we shared our mutual uh, passion for water and storytelling and writing. And we've been friends ever since and and shared the stage on a couple of occasions. And so we're really excited to have you on our uh, podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you, Jim. And I definitely remember it too. And uh, uh, it was a great meeting and uh, it's turned into a great friendship. So uh, I always uh, I always appreciated that. So thank you.
3: Richard, like many other talented irrigation professionals I met through Jim, and it has been interesting to get to know you you know, over the course of the last few weeks. And of course, get to know your work at Jane. So I figured we'd start there. There's an interesting story behind Jane and how the company came to be and the name Jane. So if you wouldn't mind telling us a bit about that history,
0: I think I think our listeners are gonna to wanna to hear it. Yeah, you bet. I think it's a, a pretty interesting story. It's one that was uh, very attractive to me when I joined Jane uh, seven years ago. And I'd started to learn the, uh, the, the Jane history and about Jane even a few years before that, when I was on the uh, board of directors for the Irrigation Association. At that time Eric Olson, the president of Jane was also the president of the IA. And so uh, I started to learn about Jane because at the time I was working in landscape irrigation. I uh, wanted to make a bigger difference in water conservation. I kept on looking at what was happening in ag water. I said, you know, I really need to move over. It's just, uh, it's just a bigger place to save, right? 5% in ag is a lot more than 5% uh, savings of uh, landscape. So uh, I started to look at, at companies and Jane Irrigation kept on coming up. And the reason it did for me is because of their commitment to sustainability and water conservation and the length of time at which it was going on. Right. Spanning years and years. It wasn't something that it just started working on. So uh, I was looking at this, I looked at the Jane name. Right. And it stems from uh, the founder, B.H. Jane, uh, it's a uh, it's a very common name in India, uh, much like Smith might be here in the United States. Uh, it's also a religion in India, and B.H. Uh, Jain uh, graduated law school in India about 1963, and he was starting to think about what he wanted to do with his life. And uh, talking to family members, they said, why don't you do something that is going to benefit the environment and nature and really help? And uh, he started an agricultural trading company then that turned, and, and they really, I think, interesting part of the story is, they were so behind what he wanted to do that everybody pooled their money in the family so he could start this company. The value of that money was about $128 uh, in, in the US today. And uh, he took that money, started the trading company, turned it into the, uh, uh, the company it is today, uh, Jane uh, Irrigation Systems, And uh, in in 1985, he started uh, what became uh, Jane's USA right now, or uh, Jane's, um, the Jane Irrigation that uh, the division I work for here in the United States.
2: Right. So, uh, Richard, you've been uh, hosting a podcast, a a webinar series, uh, Irrigation uh, Management Training. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the genesis of that and how that started? That's an interesting story as well.
0: Yeah, well, so a couple things happened right uh, I, I joined Jane and again, you know looking at the uh, the great awards they had won uh, as far as uh, conservation and this commitment to education uh, was was really important as well. Um, and so uh, at the time, Eric Olson, the president, you know, he uh, he very much laid out a uh, a training program for everybody at Jane and really requirement of your employment is that you want you to educate yourself 40 hours a week uh, every year. Uh, it's very much a uh, core uh, core um, uh, thought uh, at, at Jane Irrigation. So. Uh, We looked at this, we looked at ways to educate, and um, uh, what was happening a few years ago is there was a lot happening in technology, and uh, ag tech was growing tremendously, and uh, you know how summers are. Friday afternoons get a little slow for people, uh, especially our customers, right? So uh, not as easily to see people or get out. So we said, why don't we take this summer uh, Friday afternoon, turn it into something more uh, positive, and we started to do summer Friday trainings in the afternoon, um, training just the employees, uh, and I did that for a couple summers, maybe three summers. And it was really, I, I felt pretty successful. We put together, we started doing it, you know, with some just some, um, hey, let's uh, let's uh, do a presentation on PowerPoint. And we soon found that sometimes that gets a little dry. And uh, so this is something, Jim, you and Adam have figured out. People want to talk more and have more conversations. We actually polled people and they said, yeah, if you do kind of a and a situation, uh, it's more interesting and uh, people remember it better. Uh, so we, we tried some of those and uh, and, and it worked. Uh, it was interesting. We kept a good audience. And, you know, at those times we were using a uh, software that could track actually how long people stayed on and, and we saw it got better. So then uh, the pandemic hit um, and we started to think, how are we going to reach all our customers? We, you know, it's very much traditional in ag and landscape that you drive around and visit your customers, you go find where they are and you visit them and they're used to that and they want to go to lunch, they want to go to dinner, uh, they they want to do things with you It's very much a relationship business. And now we were losing that because we couldn't actually go see them. So how do we put ourselves in front of more people, still try to build this relationship and, and, uh, and the webinars is what we decided on and we said let's just give it a shot and uh, uh, we did and uh, we're, we're still going at it
3: Richard I know that those webinars have been very successful in terms of the number of people that attend and how regularly they attend can you talk a bit about what some of those success metrics success metrics look like and then what you believe are the are sort of the key traits of a great webinar
0: yeah uh, so um yeah so the um, the the <laughs> The metrics themselves, this was fun. Coming on today forced me to look at that again, right? And uh, so we started at the end of March uh, of last year, so 2019, I'm sorry, 2020. And so we've been going about a year and a half. um, And I was very touched to see that uh, between our podcasts, our webinar, and our live visits, uh, we've had over 100,000 people view what we've been doing. And uh, that's a that's a big number in irrigation. And and um, so uh, looking at that, you know, we were we were really happy to see that um, for a couple of reasons. Right. One it uh, shows that the industry is being educated. Um, I did a, a master gardener in San Diego uh, as well, and we did our master gardener fall Um uh, tour of uh, some gardens, and boy, I could see in going around and visiting these gardens that irrigation is still a challenge. Even though we had over 100,000 people, it's still a challenge, and it's going to be for a while. So, um, so we 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 we've gotten a lot of live views, maybe about 13,000 people on live views, 80 uh, some thousand through uh, our YouTube views. And then about uh, 10,000 are watching or listening to the podcast, which uh, I, I think is very interesting. I like to listen to podcasts and it, it's a great way to do it. Um, we strip out the audio from the webinar and put it on the podcast. So sometimes when people are really teaching solid stuff, uh, which, which our viewers like to, to see, uh, it makes it more difficult for the podcast.
2: Yeah, one of the things, too, Richard, that uh, I really enjoyed is your ability to get uh, some great uh, uh, authors about water on your podcast. You had Charles Fishman on, you had Mark Arax who wrote The Dremt Land. And uh, can you tell us how, how you've gotten them to agree to uh, to appear?
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, thanks for mentioning that. And and I very much, and, and this really serves, I think, uh, what you guys are doing, right, trying to make water interesting, Right and making it conversational, right? No pump curves from me, and uh, so uh, so we get uh, somebody like Charles Fishman, right? Because if you think about it, it's hard to say who is the most famous water irrigation expert in the U.S. because they don't really exist. And Charles Fishman certainly, uh, over a hundred colleges are making his book uh, "The Big Thirst" uh, recommend. Uh, Required reading, uh, this gets to be, you know, water celebrity. Uh, I can tell you right now, Charles Fisherman has no idea how to swap out a valve or troubleshoot a troubleshooter controller, right? But he certainly has an audience for water and he's done a great job with that. So uh, I um, I met uh, Charles Fishman for the first time. He was speaking at the Water Innovations uh, Conference in, uh, in Las Vegas. And I just sent him an email at the time. And I said, I'm going to be there too. I'd really like to meet you. Why don't we have coffee? He responded and uh, uh, we did some. So I met him there. Uh, I set him up for some other speaking engagements uh, that I was at. We did a tour here in uh, in San Diego. Went to the Village Garden Club of La Jolla and presented there, and just kind of struck up a friendship from that. Um, Mark Eric's another great storyteller. It is his, his the characters that he puts in his stories about water, and they're not stories; they're they're factual. Uh, he's just great. So um, uh, so I reached out to him as well, kind of shared with him what we were doing, uh, and, uh, and and got him on board as well. So um, the guests have been great. Uh, you know, I did um, landscape chat for about ten years with uh, Chris Savarisi at Corona Tools, and you know we were picking up guests every week for ten years. So I, I, I've been uh, spread through the industry and met a lot of people that way, and that's how I get a lot of my guests too. Richard, you you, you mentioned a little nugget, and
3: I don't know if a lot of people are going to pick up on this. So I want to I want to talk about it. That you will occasionally take the audio from the webinar and create a podcast with it. Yeah. In other words, repurposing content. Talk to us about the value of being able to repurpose content. And if you are that we always pick on them, the pump supplier, the pump vendor out there knocking on doors, how he or she may be able to do that for themselves to benefit their company or benefit their own brand.
0: Yeah. So I I learned many years ago, right? Right at once, sell it many times. And then video came along that we could do video so much easier or podcasts. So uh really I, I take a look at uh and you know, if we're gonna film an hour of video or even this this podcast that has video to it, uh you really have to look at ways to grab the snippets and pull it out because let's face it, people's attention spans are really less than a minute these days. Uh and so if you can say something with meaning in that less than a minute then you're gonna capture the attention you want. Hopefully they're going to look at other things you're doing, right? So I, I had mentioned that uh, you know, 100,000 people looked at our trainings, uh, 13,000 live. Um, I've written blog articles for our blog that might catch 30,000 uh, readers a month, but not necessarily the market I want, but still expanding the Jane name to 30,000 people. So much of what I write about is turned into a webinar, is turned into a podcast, is repurposed in tweets. There's so many, you know, there's only so many things to talk about in irrigation, and you have to figure out different ways to say it, because as I say to my guests who say, well, somebody has already talked about this, and I wanna talk about it again. Well, you say it differently. And by the way, we grab a whole new audience. Uh, you know, I'd like to say the same, 100 people are at every webinar, but that's not true. We get uh, some the same, but many different. So we're always attracting new audiences. And that's really what you want to be doing is you want to be attracting new, right? You want to be expanding that audience. That's really the key. and. and uh, so uh, this is what I think uh, people should be thinking about is how do I attract more to recognize my name so that uh, when they finally know somebody asking about, I'm gonna make a decision on a pump, what should I do? Uh, oh, I, I know this company and, and they're, doing, you know, they're doing great things and they know why.
1: You're listening to the Water We Talking About podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. This podcast is produced by Water Online, the leading web-based community for water and wastewater professionals. Showcasing the knowledge and authority of industry thought leaders, Water Online provides actionable content from vendors you can trust. And now, back to today's podcast.
2: The other strategy I like that you, you bring to the table, Richard, is you invite your suppliers on. I know you you've had uh, John Petroso of Mazion to present on our injectors for nutrient and fertilizer uh, injection. And obviously, it brings our audience into your audience. So talk a little bit about that. Talk about you know how how you strategize to to uh, to bring in your your suppliers.
0: Yeah, and I want to say John was excellent. Right. And if you look, his YouTube views are in our top five of uh, videos watched. So uh, he does a great job. So it's funny because uh, we, we always have this internal discussion, not always, but at times when we say, well, if we invite so-and-so, will they bring an audience that we don't have? And will they do the marketing? Will they, uh, will they help promote Jane? And uh, my feeling on this is always, I don't care about that. Uh, I mean, I do, but I think the education is first and foremost. And if we just keep bringing the good content, then uh, then we'll expand that audience. So uh, John was great. Um, Jim, you've been on representing CAIA as well. And uh, again, our our purpose and it really it goes back to the Jane mission statement, which is leave this world better than you found it. Uh, we're really trying to uh, educate people in irrigation, conservation and sustainability. And um, you know Eric Olson's very much behind that message. That's why all these webinars are free. And uh, you know, lots of people have said, "Why don't you monetize it?" And we're not interested in that. We're interested in educating and 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 bettering um, uh, our our industry. Uh, you know, many of our uh, webinars are also um, eligible for CEU credits from the Irrigation Association. And again, this is something we're, we're providing for free. And uh, I think that the people like Jim and John and others who are on get that, and that's why they wanna be a part of it as well too. You have
3: the, I guess we could call it a luxury of working for a, a company in water that appreciates the value of telling a good story and good marketing. And they give you the leeway to take on those initiatives, host webinars, write blogs, tweet, et cetera. Let's suppose someone listening doesn't have that luxury, but they know they need to be doing that. What do they need to be communicating to their higher-ups to get them convinced that this is something they need to be doing?
0: I think that is um, so interesting, right? At uh, Water Smart Innovations Conference, I used to teach uh, uh, social media, a half-day workshop on how to use social media. Everybody coming to that workshop worked for a public agency. And they would just say, there's no way I can put a tweet out there that seven people haven't approved. And, uh, and I always go back to, um, you know, I first started my first blog back in 2010. Uh, I really had to fight to get this blog going. You know, my company wasn't really approving of it at the time. I was in a chain at the time. And, uh, and somebody said to me, why are you trying so hard to do this? You know, you're just going to write something that gets you fired. So you're working to get yourself fired, and uh, and that really hit home for me because I had, this is the last thing I want to do is get fired for writing something I love, and uh, and so I just reminded myself that I am representing a company perspective. It's not mine. It's not my perspective. It's a perspective of what the company is doing and wanting to do, and um, at first. Um, uh, not at Jane, but at first when I started writing, I used to have to get some approval. And I said, this approval process just takes too long. Uh, They started to trust me. And that's what I say to other people, Start uh, start with the trust, earn the trust. You're gonna have to get that overview for a while, probably, or that oversight, but you're gonna build up the trust. And finally, you're gonna see you're gonna be free and you're gonna be okay. And then once you get that freedom, don't do anything to upset that. Because really um, there's been two things I think that's been the secret for our success. And one is uh, the faith that Eric has put into us. And when I say us, all of us that blog and and uh, do the webinars and and um, other social media items that we do, the trust has given us or put into us to really work freely. Uh, so uh, it's something we uh, earned and he's given and that's worked great. Uh, And then also I've got a guy who works with me, Alan Nazareth, who does all the web page building, all the uh, invitations you get out. He is like a machine in uh, getting this down. And uh, those two things have been very important. And again, uh, we don't have a lot of oversight uh, building our pages or getting our emails out. There's sometimes mistakes. Uh, It's not always perfect. But what we learned is you got to get it out there. People are going to enjoy that. I Watched two guys, uh, it was interesting about five years ago. Uh, for their blog, they just published their emails every day. And people were fascinated by that. And uh, again, it was having the content out there. People are, aren't as uh, uh, worried about it, was there a misspelling or a miscapitalization? They're interested in getting the information. One of
2: the things we, we talk about, and uh, you know, we- Adam and I and you, we all have the religion. You get the content out there. It's going to benefit your company. But at the end of the day, people are in business to make money. Are there any projects that you've actually gotten because you've done your webinar series that you can point exactly to? We got this project specifically because of this.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you one of the things, um, here's one of the big secrets, right? When you sign up for the live webinar, we get your email address and your phone number. And if you watch on YouTube, we don't necessarily capture that information. Uh, I think we have one of the most valuable databases of uh, contacts uh, in both the ag and landscape world. Uh, We look at who uh, comes to our webinars, um, they the questions they ask in the chat, and uh, when possible, we make reach outs or sometimes they reach out to us. We're seeing actual business transact as a result. Uh, we know we're getting uh, new opportunities as a result of this. We've tracked uh, especially for our water management services right not only do we make products but we offer water management as a service where we make recommendations uh we, we've been able to really track closely the amount of time people spend watching our videos and and uh and and who signs up for those services anything that has a, um, a long sales cycle that requires a lot of education this works really well for all right, Richard, we are coming up on time. Time time flies.
3: We try to keep it to about 30 minutes or less so we got time for one final question. And if sure. you are an avid listener of the podcast, you know this one is coming, so we'll see what you have to say about it. Jim and I have recently purchased a plane with all of this money we're making from this wonderful free podcast we're putting out into the world. And behind that plane is a banner and you get a tweets worth of characters to fly any message in front of the home of every water professional around the world, what do you want that banner
0: to say? Well, you know, um, <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm I'm kind of tempted to use two, <laughs> and uh, certainly uh, I I I want to remind everybody that. Um, you know what we're all trying to do uh, in this water conservation world is uh, is to grow more crops with less water, right? So more crop per drop, which is actually a a Jane slogan. And I also like, you know, I really do like this concept of leaving this world better than you found it. Um, when you have those two pledges going forward, and if you just get up every day thinking about that, then uh, then what you do during your day, the steps you take, uh, become pretty pretty easy.
2: Great, great. Richard, this is great. You know, uh, I, I've been wanting to get you on the, the podcast for a long time. And I told Adam, you know, we gotta definitely get Richard because he's such a good storyteller and he's he's walked the walk, he's talked to talk, and and so thanks so much. Our audience will get a lot of value from your uh, uh, for this interview.